fucking slow and shit. I mean... It's gonna steal your information. Is it? I hope it doesn't steal all my information. That would it's an suck. IPhone, right? Yeah. And probably not. IPhones, oh, yeah. iPhones apps are... If it was if it was Google, yes. If Apple, no. Apple's secure as fuck. Nobody's stealing information off Apple phones like that. Google, you can create a third-party app, code it to take that information, and say, yo, this is a free listening app for da-da-da-da-da. Hit OK to sign up and download for free. And when you do that, it downloads the malware into your phone, which... When you're on the internet, allows them to collect the information that you're doing on the internet. And that's why you get the fucking ads, and that's why you get the fucking, I'm thinking of a new fireplace, and then all of a sudden you scroll and see a fireplace on your, your screen. Oh, heard. It's fucking, yeah, it's fucking weird, isn't it? It's creepy to me. Yeah, it dude. It the shit out of me. Like, I'm not really sure why it's scary to me, but it's, I guess it's scary, I guess. It's scary to me because Big Brother and artificial intelligence, I think, is already emerging or already probably a lot further along than we really know. And that what, what if they become superior to human beings and take over the world? Well, damn, that would suck. I know, right? I'd, I'd go straight to Will Smith. Straight to Will Smith? Yeah. Big Willie style, save me! You oh. did it before with those robots and the aliens and the, and, and, and the vampires. I heard that. Oh, give me one second. I gotta go fill my water cup. Did you take care of your flower today yet? Um, no. I want to do that. encounter the unknown the more you get made of it the more you get made of the more there is to you and then the more you're good at Reduce the opportunities for spiteful revenge, and that's kind of a pain in the neck. 
And so, <coughs> you get your family together a little bit, you're clued in then, at least a bit, because you've done something difficult, actually difficult, you're a little wiser, so then maybe you could put a tentative finger out beyond the family and try to change some little thing without wrecking it. It's like, our society is complex. Yeah, I feel it. We teach our students that they could just fix it. It's like, go fix a military helicopter and see how far you get with that. It's like, what are you going to do? You're like a chimp with a wrench. Whack! Oh, look, it's better. It's like, no, it's not better. Things are complicated. And to fix things is really hard. And you have to be like that. a golden tool to fix things. And you're not. So, and that's the other message of the West. It's like, how do you overcome the suffering of, the, of life? And I'm not saying it's only the message of the West. How do you overcome the suffering of life? It's be a better person. Be a better that's person. That's how you do it. Well, that's hard. Yeah. It takes responsibility. Yeah. And I think, you know, she said to someone, you want to have a meaningful life? <laughs> Everything you do matters. That's the definition of Maybe I should just start recording everything that I just do in my life now. Because, like, for the past, um, I'd say at least a year now. My life has been making a very, very big, strange transition. Very big, very red, very strange indeed. Um, I wish there was a way to, like, pause this so that I can just resume later when I want to, uh... not have a pause <laughs> in the video is what I mean. I want to make it to where my videos, or my, my, sorry, my recordings don't have a long pause in them. And, uh, and rather, rather than constantly doing all the clipping, editing, and all that dumb stuff, I'm gonna try more, uh, try more exercises on clarifying my thoughts when I want to say them, how I want to say them, more often by doing what I'm doing now. Because as long as I'm not talking to anyone, I feel as though I am talking to someone that is going to listen at some point, because that's kind of what goes on in everyone's head, is that they're just talking to themselves, acting out as if they're talking to someone in a conversation. That's Nine times out of ten, it's normally what people are going to be thinking about is something that has happened before because whatever was being done or said just obviously wasn't the right thing. So it's harder to think when uh, you're only on the path of destruction. I'm not sure how this is going to sound after this because I'm, I'm starting to lose my train of thought. And that's why I'm doing this whole exercise thing. And I, I, I hope that I can be an inspiration in that sort of way. To just talk more naturally to people than you have ever talked to anyone before. Because, well, it was only maybe just a couple years ago that I really, really started to formally have, like, just 
full-blown conversations with, with just any and everyone that I can find. Because, like, nowadays, even if I'm at the store, I can still figure out some way to, like, just uphold a conversation with someone. Which, it's not hard. After you get used to, uh, reading people with the intention of no harm towards them. By that... Meaning you have to find out every single possibility that you would keep from hurting at least most of their feelings. Then you dumb it down from there and figure out where you can stand uh, from how much you dumbed it down. How much you can like bear having to talk to this person this way. Um, so that, that way you can create a mental image of how this person might be perceiving you, in fact. Sorry, my words might be a little jumbled up, a little hard to comprehend, and it's mostly because I keep looking at so many different things, my train of thought just keeps wandering around, and it's really hard to comprehend myself at the moment, so if I'm confusing, I'm sorry. I don't have anyone to interject and ask me a question to stay on topic. It, it, I like having conversations with people that can be very one-sided, especially when trying to find out why their one-sided mind stays on the direction that it is. Um, I don't know, I might have to start editing at something, but chances are I'll get the hang of this better than I will ever get the hang of editing a recording. Because uh, I started doing this before I started doing... recording? I don't know. I never recorded myself just doing much of anything until like... a month ago, I, th- I think. The very first time I actually recorded something since I had a recorder to just record myself in this house most recently was on a uh, one of those handheld recorders, little small, the small gray ones that doctors would normally use back in the day. That was only back in like January of 2020. So like. Not that long ago. I I didn't do any kind of recording since then. Except to test the thing out. Oh wait, no. The testing was before that. I left it on for a conversation one time. And it was just complete madness. It was like almost a half hour long. And there were so many dead silent spots throughout the entire thing. It was probably what really intimidated me about 
recording is that when I did try to first record anything that I had with other people, because I didn't normally just talk to myself like this before, whenever I would, I don't know, um, when I was having that first recording back in January, um, nobody was really understanding anyone at that point, because we're all new friends here, and it's really hard to get along and understand people when, uh, when, uh, people just choose not to see a, uh, different perspective. It's rather annoying when people can't see a different perspective. It's probably one of the most annoying things to exist is when someone can't just see a different perspective. You know how hard it is for someone that is so deep in the one-sided sphere, if you can even call it a sphere? You know how, you know how hard it is to get drag someone out of there by having a conversation with them? This is why they created therapists. To drag people out of wanting to fucking kill themselves. Because when people are just that suicidal, they're so dead set, one-sided minded on wanting to kill themselves to the point where they do. Because people are, people really are like that. And it's sad to say, but it's, it's true. It's sick. It's fucked up. Sorry. It's just... I've had those feelings myself. Many, many times. Lately, I haven't really felt that way. Which I'm really proud to say. But it's not like really many people knew about it. It wasn't until last year that I started having major freakouts because I thought I had something great with someone and was totally betrayed and all of these emotions flooded me and I couldn't control myself on at so many different points. I didn't know what I was doing because I thought I wanted something I couldn't have. I didn't want it. It was just put in my head somehow that whatever I had is is what I wanted. But it wasn't. It was just constantly tearing me apart. I had to later realize that, well... There was so much better out there for me, but the only way I can achieve that being better is if I do better. I have to do better than what I've done before. I have to be better and not not gloat about it. You know, you know what gloating is? You know, there is such thing as being a sore winner. When you're putting other people down for your accomplishments, that's, first of all, that's actually kind of narcissistic, which is something I've had to also deal with. 
myself being the narcissistic one. Apparently, expressing yourself to people on uh, your accomplishments and just letting them see what you've done, apparently that's bad. So I decided that everything I did in the past was, well, totally meaningless and moved on with my life trying to figure out what the hell kind of career I want to do while maintaining, not even maintaining, these stupid simple-ass jobs that I could possibly get. That was directly after my first semester at college. My first semester at college was one of those hells I had to live through to where very one-sided people had made war against each other, and it was terrifying. I found a lot of uh, salvation with, well, now I can only say one friend from that whole experience, I guess I can say. I don't know if I can even count any more as my friends, even though we might happen to still be on friends on Facebook, but people I thought were always going to be my friends, at least on Facebook or something, have also deleted me on Facebook, and that is being from a fraternal uh, Greek aspect when it comes to college life. Apparently it doesn't matter if you're of, uh, of the same Greek fraternity. from school, apparently having different political views on Facebook and expressing yourself the way you are is a means to end even an internet relationship with someone. That doesn't sound, that doesn't even sound halfway smart. It's just, it's completely moronic. It, it makes no sense. Tell me why going, going through and actively removing someone you call your brother from your feed just because your idea doesn't match theirs or you don't think it does. And you're like... I don't want to see that because it's not what I'm thinking about. Well, stop thinking about what you want to think about. Think about something else for once. Maybe the things you aren't, you're thinking about aren't helping you. They're not helping anyone, apparently. Everyone's just getting mad because you want to do something as stupid as that. Get mad about a different point of view. Fuck. Worst part is... You can't... You can't get these people to agree with you even after you agreed with them. They try to disagree with you agreeing with them. People are so far up their asses on, well, we can agree to disagree that you can't keep from disagreeing when someone agrees. Like, you've made such enemies with just words. It's retarded. Absolutely fucking retarded. They call it cyberbullying. 
They call they call shit like being offended cyberbullying. You guys ever heard that term sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Yeah, um apparently uh a lot of people didn't really fucking get that memo. Like there's no reason to sulk over something that you read that doesn't it's not even personal stuff personal stuff is like things that you can't control that is specifically about you that's what personal stuff is like joking about someone's mom when they're dead knowing damn well that they're dead and at some point you gotta realize that it's not necessarily a joke when you know the things that you know But to better understand someone isn't to understand what kind of jokes they're into. Better understanding them is building a relationship with someone that you can finally express to them how you find this funny and why it shouldn't have to bother them. Because yes, your mom might be dead. That doesn't make the entirety of what comedy is to be trying to defeat you in any way. You can go on with someone saying things such as your mom's so fat that the dumpster outside of my house couldn't fit couldn't, couldn't, couldn't fit all of her booty in there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> anyway, like, shit like that, they're just, just jokes. Like, who cares? I've actually dumbed down that joke so, so easily that people can still get offended somehow and it's still funny, even if they are offended, because all, literally all I would say is, your mom. Like, ew. Don't talk about my mom like that. It's like, hold on. What do you mean don't talk about your mom like that? You said a thing, and all I said was your mom. Normally, it would be after they ask a question. Like, how's the weather today, your mom? Don't talk about my mom like that. Talk about your mom like what? It was a joke. Was, the question and the answer don't necessarily correlate, for you, especially for you to get offended. You sound like a goddamn retard when you say, Don't talk about my mom like that. Yes, there are a lot of people that do say that because they do find somehow, 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 find meaning, find a derogative meaning when 
someone just says that. Somehow they just find it. And it triggers them. I don't blame them, but at some point you gotta realize that, like, you can't just assume everyone has the same intention of making you feel about the death of your mom. Like, first of all, no one is actually trying to make you feel bad about the death of your mom. At least, they fucking better not be, because that's really fucked up. But to just make a, make a joke, a generalized joke that you could say to anyone about anything, because mom, most moms are kind of ish the same. When you look at a very uh, specific origin perspective, when you go back and look at how women were once treated in a culture, you could say, ha, hey, just like your mom. Or something like that. Like, it's not saying that women are treated bad right now. That's saying that, yeah, women were once treated bad. And it's funny to think about how they're not that treated badly like that anymore. Because they're not. That's the really, that's just really the funniest part. That's why people can find humor in a lot of these well-structured jokes that uh, comedians put together. Even if they are about women. There's a lot of women joking about women. Who cares? It's a joke. Let Amy Schumer talk about her pussy on stage. Let a man talk about Amy Schumer's pussy and they're like, uh, don't talk about her like that. Like, hold on, what did Amy Schumer do for you? Okay, she gave you a laugh about a joke about her vagina. So the, the guy making a joke about Amy Schumer making a joke about her vagina? I'm sorry, that's now offensive. Ooh. Sorry. Uh, it's just, these ideas don't necessarily come from women. About the whole joking about things is bad. And they can actually stem from a lot of males that, uh... got a little too compassionate for women when it came to what they should and shouldn't be allowed to do. And that has stretched as far as allowing women to do things they really shouldn't do, like work while pregnant. That's fucked up. We can say back in the... just back in the mid-20th century, that's where life was really at. You know how long movies have been around? They've been around for a while. 20th Century Fox, right? One of the biggest names in the film industry forever. 20th Century Fox. And it there's there's so many movies that have to do with 20th, 20th Century Fox because well that they, they were just they were just the station. They were just where people were at. They were what people wanted to do. Something like that. I don't know. It was the mid-20th century, though. Women and men were, uh, you know, they were still getting drunk, beating up their wives or something. That's why we demonize alcohol mostly, is because people back in the day, people don't really do that so often now, like they, especially like they used to, because... Even though there are still 
that many. There's just so many more people in the world now than there was before that the numbers might still relatively be the same, but the ratio is just not there. Because ideas are just... Ideas are they're so watered down. The idea of psychedelics, alcohol included, <coughs> stems from what is exactly that, an idea. <coughs> Why can't people hold their liquor? Oh, well, you see, the body reacts to it. And, well, there's also this thing called uh, your mind that uh, reacts to the alcohol as well. Your, your mind, it really likes the alcohol. Your body, not so much. Because when your mind is altered, it doesn't... Well, with alcohol, and it, how it numbs you, especially, it makes it to where your mind just kind of doesn't care too much about what happens to your body until your blood stops thinning out. Your mind loves it. Your mind loves when you get drunk. Does your body like it? Your body's trying to send you a message every time you puke. Now, the body can become used to uh, this poison being inside of you for so long, but it breaks down other things that have been filtering that for a long time now. Your mind is trying to tell your body that the alcohol is okay. That it makes it feel good. Um, I'm not going to try and get in too far into that. Anytime I talk about it with some people, it's always, you're not an alcoholic. You wouldn't know. I'm sorry. I'm not an alcoholic. And apparently I don't know anything about alcohol. But, like, I don't... I don't try to fight people on any of their alcoholism. Like, trying to fight someone about their alcohol addiction because of how many different experiences people experience. I can't just say, this is right, this is right, this is right, this is wrong, this is wrong, or whatever. I gotta, I gotta first understand who they are and then try to see around talking about it, if at all. But I generally don't like talking to uh, alcoholics about alcohol. I have my reasons. And my dad might be one of them. I don't know. But honestly, he didn't really drink that much. Not, that's not to say he didn't do all the correct things when he did drink. Because, well... Even even your dad can get a little drunk and he would just be like, listen to your mom, something along those lines. Unless we were like at a, uh, one of his friend's house and me and my younger brother or, or brothers but, uh, play with my dad's friends, children, and other relatives. And, um, 
he'd get a few beers in him, be all right, go home, and be like, we're not talking to dad. Dad doesn't like to talk to to to, to mom, so we just, we just we just stay quiet when he get. That's not really, that's not really a good description of how my life is. It's, it's it sounds so much better than that than that that I'm describing, but it's still relatively in the, in the same case as what generally anyone would think about. So if you're thinking about a general aspect, good for you. If you're not, try and look at what I'm saying from two different directions. That might help you. Sometimes you have to act as though you are just having a talk with yourself. And that's where ideas, that's how ideas form more aggressively. If I can say that. They form... Ideas when you're... uh, Being presented with new information. I might have to listen to this later. Just to figure out where I'm going with that. I was on a roll... I lost it when I sat down. All right, I think I'm going to end this here. So, uh, peace out, Girl Scout. Okay, so I might be figuring out how this whole publishing system works. This might be the first installment. If you listen to the beginning, the uh, first part of this publishment, um, if I actually do go ahead and... Uh, put it on there, um, it's not really me talking to you guys, it's me talking to someone else while a certain podcast is playing in the background, not even, it's not even a podcast, I, I said it was a lecture, anyway, I was just meeting a friend, chatting about how this app is. And then we move on to the next part of the uh, adventure. And then I make this that I'm making now. And then I will go ahead and publish this shit. So thanks for listening. I do appreciate you fellas. Stay tuned for whatever might happen to come next time. I'm not sure when. Might just be tomorrow. Pending.